0: Aaron Whitlow here from the Markout Movie Podcast. I'm doing my uh, list for my top 30 movies of the year, 2019. Also, uh, five honorable mentions. And then I have my top 10 worst films of the year. So I'm going to start with the worst first and then uh, finish to save the best for last. How's that sound? So we're going to start it off with number 10. I'm going to briefly go through them. Um, Number 10, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is a movie that I initially enjoyed watching in theaters, uh, but I always had a problem with it as well. Brandon knows this from our uh, our episode on it. Uh, I think it's one of our second our uh, second episode that we did. I believe uh, I'm not sure was on this film. Um, but yeah, the uh, I, I I hated the trailer. The trailer gave gave away parts of the movie. If I had not seen the trailer, this would probably make my best list of the year because I enjoyed the movie overall. I just thought that the trailer gave it away. Um, And then I realized that the studios made the movie just to cash in on it before it reversed back to Stephen King, the property, Uh, because of this old uh, uh, law uh, rule that, um, you know, all... If a property is turned in a certain amount of eight uh, years, it reverts back to the uh, original author. So um, this movie makes number ten on my worst list because it, you know, it it should have been a much better film had not the trailer gave away so much that it did. Number nine movie that Brandon knows I don't like is Child's Play. Brandon enjoyed this film. Uh, I did not. We're okay with that. Brandon doesn't have to agree with me, nor do I have to agree with him. This movie is not a movie that I enjoyed. This is a movie that really could have been so much better had it been original. Had it been original, it would have been better. It would have been a movie that I would have really, really gravitated towards. But uh, being a child's play film... Being that that was Chucky, and we had to believe that that was Chucky, the movie doesn't work for me. Um, And unfortunately, and that's unfortunate because uh, Mark Hamill did an excellent job as the voice of Chucky. Uh, Just the movie in itself, like the mom never felt like a mother to me. Uh, She felt like an older sister, really. Uh, Just, I don't know, just. It just could have been better, but it wasn't. Uh, number eight. It's called See You Yesterday. It's a Netflix original film. I love time travel movies. This movie does with time travel. In uh, and, and that in itself is usually enough to get me aboard your film. But this movie didn't. Uh, because it didn't know what type of movie it wanted to be. It wanted to be a comedy at first. Didn't want to be uh, a a movie about uh, police brutality and things like that, Black Lives Matter, which it's not bad if the film is that, you know. uh, It could be done better, but this movie is, it just, it wanted to play with time time travel, and you should never mess with time travel because you're going to mess things up. And this movie messed itself up because it played with time travel. And they didn't understand the rules, and nobody learned anything. The main character doesn't learn anything in the course of this film, and so yeah, just for no, it's for nothing. It's is the waste of waste of film, waste of time. Uh, Netflix he, with green light anything. Um, number seven is *Brightburn*. Talk about a waste of time, guys. *Brightburn* is absolutely a waste of time. This movie. Uh, should have been so much better this movie should have been it, it, you know the idea of Superman being evil is cool they should have played around with him coming to understand wrestling with being good wrestling with being evil but they don't they don't they don't really allow us to love his kid so then when he becomes bad, we just don't care we like kill this little badass you know that's how we felt so uh, this movie is a waste of time did not need to be in existence I can say this for a lot of movies on this list guys but this one in particular did not need to be I just want to let Brandon know I took Rambo Last Blood off of the list so I could put Brightburn on I just want you to know that Brandon Rambo was right here buddy I took him off so he didn't make the list good or bad because Burn was that much more, more worse than uh, Rambo I just want you to know that Brandon I'm looking out for you buddy okay number 6 we have Ad Astra now uh, Brad Pitt is an outstanding actor and in this film he did a good job uh, as a guy that doesn't uh, Shares feelings. Uh, Who's very stoic. Uh, he does a good job with that. It, visually, it looks great. There's some visual great stuff. It, it deals with space. Uh, it just was. It's good in that aspect. It's just to me. It just wasn't nothing in there for me to latch on to and say, I really dig this film. It wasn't nothing in it that just allowed me to say, man, this is going to be on my top. Top list, or even honorable mentions. At the end of this film, I felt like, yeah, I felt like just wasted my time watching this movie. Uh, not no offense against Brad Pitt; he did a great job in in the film. No offense against uh, anyone else as in the film. It just I felt that way. Um, number five is another movie that was a big giant waste of time: Lion King. Where can I start with Lion King? Let me uh, sip my water real quick. Lion King, this movie. Okay, so John Favreau did a great job with Jungle Book. Did a great job with a lot of the uh, Iron Man stuff and Avengers stuff. You know, he did a good job with a lot of that stuff this movie should have been Mandalorian. He does a great job with that. But this movie should have been so much better. Could have been so much better. Uh, I think they should have, honestly, for one, they should have made the animals look so lifelike that they're soulless. They seem soulless. What they should have done is it would been cool to make a cartoonish Uh, real cartoonish looking character uh, a la Sonic you know uh, which I'm glad they took the criticism to heart and changed it up because I'm now looking forward to that movie Uh, but the uh, Lion King man it just didn't you know compare that to like Jungle Book which was excellent you know it just didn't do it compare that to Dumbo uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo also did not make my list but I enjoyed that movie Uh, I enjoyed uh, Dumbo the look of Dumbo looked like Dumbo they did not make Dumbo look like a a real elephant that you know like completely he looked like a mix between an elephant and a cartoon elephant and so it was great Um, and uh, you know just this movie could have been so much more better so much more so much more than it was is what I'm trying to say number four and this marks the end of a series. Dark Phoenix. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Why is it every time they try to tackle Dark Phoenix? It goes to crap. It seems like that is a curse with this franchise. Uh, and uh, after First Class and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I forgot what the other one was. Wolverine. Uh, Days of Future Past. When they successfully uh, when they successfully brought new life to a dead series dead franchise um man it couldn't fail but it failed in this it failed in this it's like Brian Singer directed this did he direct this because it was that bad um no I'm sorry Brian Sanger uh anyway uh like Mick G directed this thing, it was, it was that bad. So, no, I got another movie here. That felt like Mick G directed, but uh, but no, this movie, man, it just could have been so much better. But, um, but it, it felt like nobody wanted to be there, it felt like uh, the actors didn't want to be there. Felt like, but I for best because all the rewrites and reshoots and stuff, uh, it just it, you know. I don't know. Just I hate that. I hate that it had had to end this way like that for X Men. After Logan was such a great magnum opus to uh, everything, then they should just left well enough alone because Logan was excellent. Um, too bad that they re- they made this film. Uh, number three is Glass, a movie that is just dumb. It's dumb. I enjoyed Unbreakable. I enjoyed. Uh, split. This movie. This movie just felt like. You know like Shyamalan. Instead of going. Signs. Instead of going Sixth Sense. Instead of going Unbreakable. Instead of, instead of going Split. Felt like he was going more like The Village. More like Lady in Water. You know it felt like he was going. Airbender. You know he went the wrong side of his. Films. He went to the dark side of his films, if you will, ones that aren't really loved. Uh, and this film is one of those films that uh, glass. It just is. It it is it is that it is it is glass. It's very fragile. It's a fragile film, uh, and it had so many great elements, but just did not work out. It just did not work out. Uh, it just did not work out. Um, number two, I believe Brandon watched this, and I believe Brandon liked this, but. I didn't. I'm sorry, Bubby. But, um, three from hell. Rob Zombie has lost, I lost all confidence in Rob Zombie as a director. Maybe one day he can, uh, M. Night Shyamalan me back into saying, okay, well, you have a chance. But in the meantime, sir, no sir. This movie was bad. Um, listen, I can't get behind these guys. Because you know, I can't get behind cold blood serial killers. I just can't do it. I want them to all. I want them to all meet their demise. I don't want them to survive. I don't want that. I want them to die. That's just because they're horrible people, and they don't need to be on this earth. That's how I felt about this movie. And so, you know, I was. I didn't celebrate it. I thought it was just a waste of time. Um, and just, you know, man, Rob, do something different other than this, you know, not that. Number one, I ain't going to waste time on this movie. Black Christmas is bad. You can look at my rant on how bad this movie is. Just remember it. That is bad. So I'm going to take a quick pause and I'm going to come back with our top five honorable mentions. Take another pause and then I'm going to come back with my 30 list. Welcome back to the Mark I Movie Podcast. Thank you for that word from one of our sponsors. I'm back I'm back with my top five honorable mentions list of 2019. I'm going to start it off with number five, a little movie called Lighthouse. Lighthouse uh, is a movie starring Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, as some uh, uh, lighthouse attendants that is Man in His Lighthouse. After the last one went mad and killed himself, yeah, I think so. And then uh, so they're waiting on this at the lighthouse, tending it, working. Uh, It's just a two, you know, like it's mainly two people in this film, Um, and it was just uh, it's beautiful, Uh, and it's a period fit piece. But you know this—the guy that directed this film directed *Witch* uh, from like a few years ago. I want to say 2017, maybe 2016? I might be wrong with that. Um, he directed *Witch*, and *Witch* was such a great, great movie, man. It's so creepy. Even today, thinking about it, just how, how creepy that movie is. This movie—it had creepy elements, but mainly, uh, I, I commend him for his, uh, his visual. Style of storytelling. He used he didn't use camera uh, studio lights. He used natural lights or candle lights or you know things like that. He didn't use like he didn't light it like that. He shot it in black and white. So it, it, he shot it in old film format. Uh, so it feels cla- it feels claustrophobic. Uh, but it just I don't know just something about it didn't didn't it was good but it wasn't great to me. So that's why I made my honorable mentions. Number four of my honorable mentions is a Shutter exclusive film called *The Hunt*. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like the movies uh, *Hell House*, uh, Hell, *Hell Night*, I mean, and uh, *Escape Room* uh, in the sense of those are movies about a group of people, whether it's friends or strangers, coming together in a scenario. Playing a game, going through uh, a hunt, and realizing that it's real and people are really getting killed and people are really dying. Um, where this movie excelled, where the other two films I've just mentioned failed, is this movie had uh, it. It felt like uh, the characters were more fleshed out. Uh, it felt like the uh, it felt like the tone was there. Felt like a real horror film. Uh, the kills were better. Um, the uh, it just it felt like someone that really cared about the craft made this film, um, and I, uh, and I really enjoyed that aspect of it, man. Uh, it was on my top top thirty list, but I had to move it because I just see some other stuff recently that took a spot. But this for now is at number four are my honorable mentions number three honorable mention is good good boys i enjoyed good boys it's um kids being bad kids doing what kids shouldn't do but it's still entertaining it's still enjoyable the actors in it had great chemistry i felt like they had real friends um and um and it was just a a, a joyful a I it I had a, I enjoyed my time at the movies watching this movie. It's what the, the words I'm trying to say out of my mouth. So, number two is the upside. <clears throat> Honestly, I forgot that this movie came out this year. Technically, I thought it was 2018. So it barely squeaked by. Uh, it beat out. Uh... Yeah, yeah, no, it, it made it. So, yeah, it barely squeaked by the film um, was great. Brian Cranston is good. Kevin Hart is actually pretty good. And I'm not a big Kevin Hart guy. But this movie Kevin was good. Um Brian was great. I uh, I wonder if Brian will get supporting actor. I doubt it cuz it's so crowded. Somebody's going to get somebody's going to get snubbed. Um, but it, probably Adam Sandler. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this movie though it was really good, uh, just and it's based off true story. If you like true stories, man, it's uh, inspired by true events. This was inspired by a true story, uh, and so it makes it even that more gratifying uh, to watch. So, I, I advise you to watch Upside. Um, number one on my honorable mentions is Six Underground. Um, Michael Bay is an action junkie um and so this movie has his name all over it it has his signature all over it um and Ryan Reynolds is great as Ryan Reynolds he just plays himself I, I'm convinced um I would like to see Ryan shape it, shake it up uh and not be himself in the movie for once but actually I enjoyed this film um Because Ryan Reynolds was playing Ryan Reynolds. But the action, the kills in it, it was great. Uh, It was a good little movie. And I recommend you check it out on Netflix. All right. So I'm going to take a quick pause. And then we're going to come back with my 30. All right, my fellow Marks i am back with my top 30 best films of 2019 i know you're so excited to hear my list boys and girls well i hope brandon is gonna come and bring the fire with his list i bet he can't top my list i don't know we'll see soon and uh i don't know what voice i'm doing i am turning into brandon over here so let me go ahead and start you off with my number 30 film of the 2019 year. Best film of 2019. Number 30. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is Stephen King's it's a sequel to Stephen King's uh, Shining. This was a book. This was a novel. uh, Which the novel is really I enjoyed it. Um, and, uh, And it's also a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's uh, 1980. I want to say 80. 1980. Uh, cult classic, The Shining. Horror classic, The Shining. Uh, this movie, man, is so good. Ewan McGregor is great as Danny Torrance, and is believable as Danny Torrance. Uh, the cast is really good. The lady that played Rose the Hat, I felt like she's a real villain. Uh, I just really absolutely enjoyed the film. um, I, You know, so much. As I really wanted to see it a second time. I just never got a chance to. Because there's so many movies I need to see to review. And uh, at my job, I, can o- I only get two free tickets a week, guys. So I got to use them sparingly. Um, so I wasn't able to review this. Uh, see this a second time. I mean, re- re-see it. Rewatch it. Um, but man, it has definitely has rewatchability actually i think it'd be great to own this uh along with the shining the original shining film uh but yeah number 30 for me is dr sleep number 29 is alita battle angel this film uh is um oh man this uh, i want to say this was uh john james cameron film um it, it, you know uh this about like this is man this man who uh finds this android essentially in the junkyard grabs the android repurposes her re, you know fills her with the intellect and uh personality and she is alive her name is Alita and uh but also she's a warrior man and she's like a beast man uh like like as in like vicious She's also so sweet. Uh, she has giant eyes, but it's just like uh, it's just such a. It was a great film to watch. Um, I seen it in three D, and it was I do I don't regret that at all. Um, absolutely enjoyed Alita: Battle Angel, and I and I hope that other people will take time to watch it. I really hope that they do allow us to see what happens in the story next. Um, come on, Disney, you can do this. Number twenty eight. Is uh, Jordan Peele's *Us*? Us. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with this, much like *Pet Sematary*. I think the trailer gives away too much. Uh, that's a criticism I have of trailers these days. Uh, but this movie was, uh, for for the most part, it was enjoyable uh Lupita uh, New, uh Lupita Nyong'o did a great job as the uh mother uh, also as red um and it just and was believable as two separate people uh and so the way that she grunted the way that she her voice it just was like uh, it's excellent man I just would I would I would um but I just wish that the film was a little bit more. I, I wouldn't call this a horror film. Uh, I'm critical on that on things being called horror. And I don't think that this is truly a horror horror film. Nor was Get Out truly a horror film. Uh, but, it, you know, we'll see what he does with Candyman this year coming up. Um, but yeah, at number 28 was Us. Number 27 is a movie that Jordan Peele also raved about midsummer uh midsummer is a great it was a great little little movie that nobody nobody liked <laughs> but i liked it uh i thought it was uh i thought visually it had some visual great stuff uh it had some truly terrifying this would be classified more as a horror to me because uh, it had some truly terrifying elements in it some nightmarish elements in it that uh that I really enjoyed. Uh, and. Um, and visuals that I'm thinking. Even thinking about now. As I'm reviewing this. I'll kind count of down my list. I can't help but to see. Uh, and experience all over again. And the movie. Uh, it just. It, it's interesting. It's an interesting character study. It's an interesting breakdown of relationships. It's really. A, really a great movie of. uh Just. Humans and how humans use each other, but then uh, also on how humans um, uh, feel they feel that each other are uh, either you're hoping that they fulfill the purpose for them, whether you fulfilled your purpose in being a shoulder to lean on or cry on or you fulfilled your purpose for being another sacrifice to the gods and so uh, it's a a good movie I really enjoyed it number 26 comes from Hulu and it's called Little Monsters also Lupita Nyong'o this film was shot in Australia um this movie man it was like um L- Lupita man it- this movie she plays such a. Uh, she plays a kindergarten teacher who um, takes her kids takes her students on a field trip along with the other chaperone the main guy in the film actually uh, to uh, petting zoo and while they're there zombie outbreak happens and she's trying to keep them sheltered from the horrors that's really going on but also keep them safe from the horrors that's going on, both physically and mentally. And this movie is excellent uh, with it. You know, the way that you start hating the main character at first, and then later on you're like, yeah, I actually dig this guy, and actually I dig her, and you know, I dig these people, and I don't want this anything to happen to them. This movie was very enjoyable for that aspect, you know. Uh, Lupita did a great job, and, uh, she's all over the place this year, and I think that she should be nominated for something, um, she did great, though, in this movie, I really enjoyed it, number 25, is a movie I know Brandon didn't get to see, The Best of Enemies, uh, this movie is about, um, based off true story of, um, when schools was starting to integrate, a council of blacks and whites in the town had to come together and uh, come to an agreement with how they're going to uh, integrate their students. And, uh, you know, and and the blacks are wanting to make sure that they get a fair say, and whites want to make sure that they get a fair say, and there's tensions and, uh, and it was such a good little movie. And I did—I wasn't aware that this really happened. And it really happened. Uh, and one of the guys that was in this... Uh, Sam Rockwell is in this movie. Uh, uh, Taraj P. Henson is in this movie. Uh, as well. As the title character. Not title characters. But the main characters in this film. Um... And I thought they, their relationship was believable. Sam Rockwell such a great actor, man. Uh, that guy, man. That guy has come a long way from being, like, guy off of uh, Galaxy Quest or, you know, or whatever other things he did. But he's came a long way. The guy is um phenomenal actor, man. And uh, it was very believable. But it's hard to hate Sam Rockwell, too. So, um, but yeah, I really absolutely enjoyed, uh, this movie, uh, Best of Enemies. Um, number 24 is Fighting with My Family, a WWE film made my top 30 list, dang near cracked my 20. Uh, Fighting with My Family is the biopic pick, a uh, biopic about, um, Paige, the, uh, diva in WWE wrestling, the wrestling superstar, female wrestler, uh, uh, who came from a background of a family wrestling company, and she's been wrestling since she was, like, a kid, you know, um, and, and, uh, in this movie, has Vince Vaughn, who did an excellent job, best supporting actor in in a comedy, maybe, because he, uh, you know, he did a good job with that. Um, I just, Man, I think this movie was just um, terrific. Terrific. Uh, it didn't dumb down wrestling for me. Movies. All right, so. Our, our um, podcast is called Mark Out Movie Podcast. You know. Mark is a wrestling term. What that means is. You see something happen in wrestling. And you start to go crazy for it. You see Hogan. Drop the big leg. uh, And you go crazy. You see Snooka. Diving off the top of a steel cage. You go crazy. You see the people elbow. You go crazy. You see the stunner. You go crazy. You start to mark out. So we do that with movies. We mark out for movies. But to be a mark in wrestling is to be one that thinks it's real. Uh, but we call ourselves Mark Out Movie Podcast because we like to uh, lose ourselves in the enjoyment of the films that we watch or the shows that we watch or the games that we play or the books that we read or uh, whatever else, you know. And so Mark Out Movie Podcast is about marking out. Uh, but this movie didn't, do the kayfabe route where let's let people think that wrestling's real. It's not. It's work, uh, but they played it as a work, uh, and it, and it, they did a great job. And it, you know, pun intended, it worked. So that's why it made number twenty-four for me. Number twenty-three is Zombie Land. Zombie Land Double Top. Uh, Zombie Land is. Uh, I, at first I was not feeling this film. Is actually one character, uh, and it's uh, uh, Berkeley or whatever her name was, Madison. I forgot her name. This the blind, dumb blind girl that comes and enters this film, that steals every scene she's in. Uh, Absolutely uh, enjoyed her character. Um, I wanted to see more of her, and um, and then towards the end, I'm like, yeah, I did miss these guys. I did miss. Tallahassee. I did miss these, you know, these characters, and uh, this movie uh, allowed me to see some people that I didn't think that I missed, but I did. So that's why I made my list. Number twenty-two is a pity, pity spot. It Chapter Two. I had problems with this movie, but I liked it. I liked the actors in it. Uh, Bill Hader, uh, you know, did a great job. Uh, in the film, uh, James McAvoy did a great job in the film. Uh, you know, so you know, they did a great job with casting in this film. Um, Bill Skarsgård did pretty good in this film. I just wish I would, I wish I would have got more Bill Skarsgård uh, and less tall naked lumbering lady. Uh, it's just that I, you know. I love this film, though, but I just, at the same time, I was also disappointed. But I wasn't disappointed enough to put it on my hate, my worst list. So, uh, you know, for that reason, I enjoyed it. Number 21 is the Shaft third film, second film in the Shaft series. But also, it's a re- it still is a continuation from the Shaft from the 70s. Either way, Samuel Jackson, Richard Roundtree, the other dude, in this movie, uh, had such chemistry. I really enjoyed it. They were funny. I just I thought it was great. And so, um, that's why I made that part of my list. And... Let's pause real quick and I come back with number twenty and we'll go through to number one. Welcome back, my fellow Marks. All right, so I'm uh, back doing my number twenty through one, if I can possibly. We'll see. So number twenty is a Disney Plus original film. It's called Togo. Uh, Togo is uh, if you've ever seen uh, 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 what's it? Uh, Balty, uh, but I forgot the name of the other dog. Balato. Balato, Balto, Balto. I think um, about the dog that uh, helps uh, help some sick children in Alaska uh, that was uh, that was dying, and there was like a, a relay that the team would uh, carry the medicine from one team to another team, all the way from another place. They had to go through uh, a lot of canyons and things like that. Well, Togo stars Willem Dafoe and his dog in this film. Togo, Togo is the is an unsung hero of that event. Uh, Togo um, was a, shed, a, shed, uh, sl- uh, a a husky, a, uh, a Siberian husky dog or whatnot that uh, that uh, let led the other dogs in the sled in the sled. And uh, and they ran for over two hundred miles, and he crossed uh, uh, a frozen frozen river that uh, that broke up, and he almost they almost died. Um, the uh, they crossed uh, dangerous mountains uh, and almost fell off the mountains. Uh, and the movie, Willem Dafoe, uh, does an excellent job. As, this, uh, as the uh, mush uh, dealing with these dogs you know um, and the um, man this movie is just great and it's on Disney Plus uh, I didn't think Disney Plus would make this list guys uh, for this year because it's brand new but hey man out the gate Togo uh, I think Brandon, if Brandon ever was to watch this I don't know if he has he hasn't told me but if he ever watches this I think Brandon would love this movie I can't wait for Brandon to watch this movie and he will review this movie and he's going to tell me how much he loved this movie. Mark my words, Brandon Spivey. You will love this movie. Um, that's number 20 for me on my uh, best 20, my best 30 list. So, number 19 is Netflix, The King. Uh, this movie is uh, about King Henry the... Uh, I think Henry the Third. Think Henry the Third, I think. Yeah, uh, Henry the Fifth. Henry the Fifth. Think Henry the Fifth. Um, uh, he, uh, you know, the uh, famous Henry, uh, not Henry VIII, obviously, but the one prior, the uh, predecessor predecessor. Um, this king becomes king. This is history. This is not spoilers. This king becomes king at a very young age. And, um, and shortly thereafter his kingship, he has to go to war with France. And Robert Pattinson's also in this film, and he does an excellent job in this movie as well. Uh, this movie, though, is really good, man. Um, it, the cinematography, uh, was just great, but it's hard for anything to impress me worldwide, uh, uh you know with knights and stuff wise after watching Game of Thrones but this one did impress me it was really good I can't wait to see Witcher uh, because my buddy Craig uh, Williams uh, has told me great things about that one so alright number number 18 for me is Avengers Endgame (laughs) you talk about having fun watching a movie in theaters Absolutely had fun watching this movie in theaters. Uh, I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed everything about this movie, man. I enjoyed the conclusion. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, everything. I don't even want to, even though I know that people are giving away spoilers, but I, am not going to do it. Uh, I just really enjoyed this movie. Just in case you hadn't seen it. Um, it was just a fitting conclusion to, uh the end of the Avengers saga of the uh although obviously you know nothing really truly ends uh not where there's money involved number 17 is uh a movie that snuck in there for me I really enjoyed watching it as well uh ready or not this woman uh marries into a family the family has to play a game in the game in which um they gotta hunt this bride and kill her before the sun comes up. So, yeah. This movie, man, it's so. It reminded me of Your Next. It reminded me a lot of Knives Out, uh, in, high, in hindsight, that is. Um, it reminded me a lot of. Um, a lot of those dark comedies and this is truly a dark comedy um I, I just thought that the movie was great great cast of characters um great house you know great family I just really dug this movie um and too bad it didn't get as much love as it should have it's, it's to me one of the best movies I've seen this year um number 16 another Netflix original Dolomite is my name <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. My water is. So, uh, Eddie Murphy is back. And he's black. I was just playing. I just wanted to say that. Of course, he's black. He's Dolomite. He's Dolomite, damn it. So, Dolomite is my name. It's about the legendary character of Dolomite, who was conjured by Rudy Ray Moore. Um and uh and got into the movie, built his own brand essentially. And uh and Andy Murphy plays this man tremendously. They they probably won't give him Academy Awards. He is snubbed for uh Dream Girls, uh like over over fourteen years ago. Um But yeah. They won't give him an Academy Award, probably not. All right, but I hope they give him a nod. Uh just uh, at least a nomination, cause he, man, he, he, did a great job in this movie. It was very enjoyable. Uh, it made me, it made, made actually my family want to go back and find out who Rudy Ray Moore was, cause they do not a lot of them didn't remember him or even knew he existed. And I'm like, yeah, I remember listening to uh, uh, Signified Monkey growing up. I had an aunt that would play with me, play me uh, some really, really, really crazy stuff, guys. Um, but yeah, so though my, my name is my number 16 spot. Number 15, I wish it was higher. On my lit, initial list, it was higher, but I had to modify this list, guys. Klaus, another Netflix original. Klaus is about the unofficial origins of Santa Claus. That's all I got to say. It is animation. It is perfect it just uh it was kid enough to be a cartoon but adult enough to make me really care you know what I mean so yeah that movie it was just a really good movie um JK Simmons plays a great job does a great job as Santa Claus or Klaus um and I forgot the name of the other guy but he did a great job as the uh postman the postmaster um But yeah, man, Klaus, it's on Netflix. You should watch it. It's excellent. Netflix, every Christmas, you come out with a better Christmas movie. I give you props. Last year, we got Christmas Chronicles. This year, we get Klaus. And so I'm so excited that you do this. Number 14 is 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges uh, is a film about... uh, It stars... uh, Oh, boy. I'm... uh, King T'Challa man at the, at the present time I'm blanking on his name and I apologize but yeah King T'Challa in this film is uh is uh <laughs> I'm gonna call this man King T'Challa throughout this whole review uh but yeah he's uh he's a uh, detective um and uh He's investigating an incident that involves cops getting killed uh, and some, uh, and some. Uh, I want to say cocaine or something like that being stolen, but a lot more uh, was stolen, but there was a lot more there. And so he starts investigating who did it and trying to keep them housed in Manhattan, and so he shuts down all 21 bridges to Manhattan. And um, a great film ensues. Such a great movie. I really enjoyed uh, the um, the acting on screen. Um, I really uh, enjoyed, um, you know, the... J.K. Simmons also is in this one. It's funny. He's in this one as well. I just thought about it. Uh, as one that is like the chief of police or whatever uh, but yeah man it's just great great movie it's a little predictable but great nonetheless it was a really good movie number 13 is probably now one of my favorite christmas films of all time in the shazam they gonna say shazam and Christmas. it's definitely a christmas movie uh brand new i don't care what you say it's a christmas movie let me know if you agree with me or not so uh, Shazam though is, man, I really enjoy the uh, energy it brought. The um, I enjoy the uh, the the character that was. I was introduced to this character when I seen Shazam versus Superman. I remember as a kid, I had Shazam wallpaper, or uh, you know, uh, Captain Marvel at the time, wallpaper and stuff, but. I didn't really understand much about him. I always thought he just looked like Superman, but it wasn't him. But um, yeah, Shazam is—it's interesting character that uh, is really a little boy that transforms into this superhero, but he's still a little boy. And I like how I played it in this as that. So in uh, like the Batman, in Superman versus Shazam, or whatever, in that movie that happened a few years ago. They played it a little differently. So... But this one, I really enjoyed how they did this. So, yeah. I, 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 sh- I recommend you watch it if you had not seen it. Uh, it's Shazam at my number 13 spot. Number 12. John Wick 3. Keanu Reeves can do no wrong. Uh, and this character, John Wick, I would say is even better than his character of Neo. And as more believable as, like, this ultimate badass Um And kudos to him, kudos to the filmmakers, but this movie is excellent, um, enjoyable from the beginning to the last. Second one wasn't as good, first one was really good, but third one is probably the best in the series, Um, but I really enjoyed it. So speaking of the best in the series, who would have thought Toy Story 4 would become my favorite one within the whole Toy Story series? But it did, uh, and that is also my number 11 film. Toy Story 4 is a movie that I didn't want, but after I saw it, I didn't know I wanted it so much. It um, imagine at the end of the first Toy Story, uh, Toy Story 3, you believe that Bonnie is gonna play with Woody and all the gang, gang, and and they're gonna grow together, but Bonnie gravitates as a child does one or two toys, but Woody's not that toy that she really gravitates towards, and, uh, it's like Woody lost his purpose, and, and everybody wrestled with, well, what do I do now, whether it's, uh, retiring, what do I do now, whether it's going through a divorce, well, what do I do now, uh, whether it's, um, you know, losing a parent, well, what do I do now, and, um, Woody wrestles with this and uh this movie really tackles that and it ta- tackles finding where you go where where do you stand now after this ends. And it, it, I thought it did a beautiful job telling that, telling that story. And um and yes, uh Ken Pills in it as well, but you know, it's about Woody. Uh it's really about Woody. And it needed to be about Woody. And uh, it was such a great movie. Um, I teared up watching this film. Uh, and it's probably going to be nominated for Best Animated Film of the Year. Uh, hopefully, Klaus is as well. But, you know, this was really, really good. And I, I recommend anyone see it. Uh, please watch the rest one. although All of them first and then watch this one. But, yeah, it's great. Number 10. Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. I just recently saw this. So, why did this make my list? Several reasons. Um, Alright, I've been liking, I I like Star Wars ever since I was a kid. Ever since I I was a little child, I enjoyed Star Wars. It probably started with Revenge of uh, Return of the Jedi, actually because that seems about right as to when I was a kid born in 1980 the first one I would really remember would be that one that's the earliest memory for me is seeing Jabba getting choked out uh, It was I felt bad for Jabba actually I didn't know the context of it I felt bad for Jabba um, and so um, but yeah I remember watching uh, watching these movies as kids. As a kid, man, and just really, just really digging it. And so, who knew that as a grown-up now, almost forty years old, that I get to witness the last of the uh, Star Wars films. Which is not going to truly be the last, because it's a cash, cash grab type of industry um, or franchise. But this movie was an excellent. Excellent arc to a saga. And and where they go from here, I, I can't wait to see. But I absolutely enjoy the ride. And this one, I just it was welling up in me during bif- different parts of this film. And uh actually gonna go see it again tonight. Um number nine, Brandon was right how much I love this movie. Knives Out. He says it was predictable. He knew who did it within the first what uh, five minutes. I say that I I thought that, but then I thought, well, maybe it's really this or this person, you know. And um, and I toyed around with that, and at the end, when the, the pieces fell together, I'm like, oh, I see this movie did great I enjoyed the cast in it Daniel Craig, Craig is a southern the, uh, private investigator he's great he, he, he's believable he had fun he's chewing the scenery in this film Jamie Lee Curtis I love seeing Jamie Lee uh, and so she, uh, she does a great job this movie is just so much fun I enjoyed it I enjoyed wondering like who who who's doing this and and then I loved when it when it switched gears midway through the movie. I enjoyed that like cat and mouse type of thing. I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, I thought that it was an excellent little film, and I can't wait to see what else Ryan Johnson does. Ryan, I know people hated what you did with the last Star Wars film, the uh, Last Jedi. Uh, but man, for what it's worth, there's parts in it that was not bad. But you know, this movie—I think you redeemed yourself, uh, and I think that you did a great job with this. Uh, I, w- I would encourage you to keep making movies, man. It's great; I enjoyed it. um Number nine—that's number nine. That was Knives Out. Number eight, which was lower on my. Laura on my list earlier but it moved up to here but it it had to have a reason to move up and it's Crawl. It crawled to the number 8 spot for me. Crawl is a movie I've seen this year with uh, about a a girl that goes to her father's house during a hurricane in Florida to try to find him. He's stuck in the crawl space of the house But also, because of the hurricane, the crawl space is now flooded with alligators and they gotta survive the crawl space and also the alligators and also the flooding waters that is rising during this hurricane. What a great movie. I enjoyed every single frame of this film. Uh, I enjoyed the, uh, for the longest time, if anybody asked me the best movies I've seen this year, i always seen the best movie I've seen this year is Crawl. And I still stand by that. That's why Crawl is high on my list. But I wish it was higher. But i seen some other stuff recently that I thought was just a little bit better. But Crawl is just such a great movie. It's uh, um, I enjoy the characters. I enjoy the alligators. And the alligators seem realistic to me. And that, you know, everything seems realistic how you respond in situations although there was a few times where I want to yell at the screen do this do that but honestly would I have done that that's the real question and honestly I can't answer that I would have done what they did or wouldn't have done what they did you know in those situations and scenarios Um, number seven for me Netflix original film Martin Scorsese's the Irishman. Man. Talk about Al Pacino. Talk about Robert De Niro. Talk about Joe Pesci. Talk about... Um, talk about... Uh, who else we got in this film? We got... Uh, uh, Raymond... Uh, Ray Romano in this film. Uh, other people in this film. Man, just talk about... This movie, man. It's moving... The oh man, this um, the uh, CGI in it, the de-aging software they had in it, uh, it's drawing at first, but once you get past that and you start seeing these guys act, see Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci to me was the best part of this movie. Uh, Al Pacino was was actually lovable in this movie, like, you can understand his motivation. Uh, yeah, Robert De Niro allowed them to have their way with the film, and he didn't try to make it about himself. Uh, it's just, it was just that that good of a movie, and um, and I really enjoyed it, and um, and Scorsese did an excellent job. And uh, another movie that Scorsese kind of inspired makes my number six list uh, on the list rather. And that's the Joker. The Joker. um, Changes the game for what. Comic book film could be. Whereas Chris Nolan's. uh, Christopher Nolan's. Dark Knight series. Did it for the Batman. Made it gritty. And brought us to that grittiness. When it comes to. Uh, comic book characters and dealing with comic book characters. This one took it to a cinematic level. This is a film. This isn't a comic book movie. This is a film this happened to be about the origin of a comic book character. Joker. Man, this movie was um Walking Phoenix. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna win the uh, best actor award. He has to, or at least you have to be nominated. It's just, it's gonna be so crowded. I don't know what the academy's gonna do this year, honestly. Um, but man, Joker was such a great movie, and uh, and you felt bad for, you know, you felt bad for the character throughout the film. And at the end, you understand his motivation to why he does what he does. But then you question his motivation is to, did he do what he did? Because he's not a... He's, not, he's an unreliable narrator. And so, this movie leaves you with so many questions. With so many feelings. But none of them is, I wasted my time. Or none of them is, no, oh, I could have done without that. You know? So... That's why I I put Joker at my number six spot on this list. Coming in at number five is a movie that initially was my number one movie, but I had to move it up. And that is uh, A Marriage Story, another Netflix original. Scarlett Johansson and uh, Adam Driver. Does do it, they do an excellent job in this film as a husband and and wife that that is dealing with divorce but trying to deal with it as cordial as they possibly can in front of the child, around their child, but still dealing with their emotions and how they deal with their emotions and how the things they say, how everything they say say has some type of weight to it. What a great film what a great character study what a great um, movie to dive into uh, as far as like um, revealing who who these people are. And realizing that both of them are imperfect, and and may they may, may they may be better off apart from one another than actually with one another. So yeah, that's why uh, a, a, a marriage story is my number five on my best list. Number four is Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, man. In this film, uh, he does a great job with this, in this movie. Uh, it also stars. Um, it also stars. So uh, it has Shia LaBeouf. It has. Um, I'm trying to pull up who else is in, is in this movie. Um, it has. Uh, wait a minute. Give me a moment, guys. Should have this. I want. I want to actually mention these people they did that that good of a job in this film that I feel like they should be um, mentioned specifically um, now while I'm trying to find this I want to say that I didn't get to see every movie this year unfortunately um, there's a movie that I, I, I wanted to see But I didn't get to see. And that's. The Parasite. And The Farewell. Those are some movies. That I wanted to see. But didn't get a chance to see. Um, But. um, Here we go. So I apologize. For the weirdness. In that. So alright. Zach. uh, got Scott Sagan as Zach in this movie. Uh, Dakota Johnson as Eleanor. Bruce Stern as Carl. Shayla Buff as Tyler. Thomas Hayden Church as Saltwater Redneck. Rob Thomas as, as Winkle. Uh, John Berthano as Mark. You know, got other people in this film. Yellow Wolf as Rat Boy. Um yeah man this movie man it's about um, a boy a a guy with Down Syndrome who escapes from this uh, his nursing home facility that he's a ward at and um, he's trying to make it to uh, Louisiana or somewhere like that uh, to uh Florida, I think maybe he's trying to make no, try to make somewhere uh, South Carolina maybe to uh, uh, meet the saltwater redneck who is this wrestler that he idolizes, uh, and uh, and he uh, he escapes and he uh, runs to Shia LaBeouf, who's also fleeing from his demons and his mistakes. And uh, Shia agrees to accompany him on his journey to the Saltwater Redneck, and uh, and the way that Shia treats this guy as a human being, doesn't treat him as just somebody with Down syndrome, doesn't treat him as being uh, disabled or treat him as being mentally challenged or anything like that, but treated him as a human being is such such a perfect. Cherry on top of this film, and uh, and people with Dow syndrome are infi- are indeed human beings. They're athletes. They're um, entertainers. They're uh, teachers. They're business owners. They're you know they're they're beautiful, beautiful people, and uh, and have some of the best personalities in the world, man. And this movie just is such a heartfelt warm cheerful film that everybody should watch everybody should watch this movie and uh, and if you know someone with Dow syndrome I dare you to have them watch this movie it's such a great movie such a great movie that's why that's why this movie made uh, made my number four list on this on my best list number three is once upon a time in Hollywood. <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino. One of the best filmmakers in our lifetime. He has, heard, he has had uh, such great hits like Django Unchained. He's had great hits like Pulp Fiction. He's had great hits like The Reservoir Dogs. He directed a uh, a part in... Pulp uh, <laughs> Fiction. I'm sorry. My... Uh, my tablet heard my voice and went crazy anyway he had uh, he di- directed a scene uh, 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 he directed one of the segments in Four Rooms and multiple other things Jackie Brown things like that Kill Bill Hateful Eight and Glorious Bastards so the man knows this stuff he took a he took one of the Grimmest Times in America, one of the worst incidents in America and make cinematic gold from. This movie uh was so good and needed to be told the way that he told it. Um and no one else could have done what he did with this story. And uh and I'm grateful that uh I was able to see this film. Me and Quentin seen this film, and uh, just I'm so grateful to be able to see this film. Brad Pitt does a great job in this film. Leonardo DiCaprio does a great job in this film. Uh, everyone, everyone is so good uh, in this film. And um, the guy that got to play Bruce, for man, I was like, that's Bruce, you know. But yeah, so I know it has its controversies, but the movie was respectful and brilliant. And that's why it is number 3 for me. Are we down to the wire, guys? What would be my number 2? What would be my number 1? I'm about to give you my number 2. Number 2 movie of the year for me. Easily. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom Hanks... In in watching this movie... I no longer saw Tom Hanks. I saw Fred Rogers. I no longer saw Tom Hanks. I only saw Fred Rogers. And... I felt that he felt that he just was so just just knowing the story of who uh, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers was, type of person that he was. You look at yourself and think, "Oh man, I'm horrible," but then he would tell you, "No, no, you're you're good. Not good, but you're you're you, and that's what makes you special. That's what makes you special. You're the only you that there is." And that's why you're so special, uh, and the way that he takes someone that is broken and cynical and transforms their lives, because he was a man of man of man of God, uh, but he just he oh man just really good man just a great movie. Like, I, I felt so much joy watching that movie. The um, the way that they did transitions in this film, using, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood used a lot of uh, miniatures, used a lot of, uh, not claymation, but miniatures, and the miniatures being uh, like trains moving, you can see the strings, uh, planes flying, you know, stuff like that. It used that to cut away between one place, like from like Philadelphia to like New York and things like that, and it does a great job with that. It has some some weird transitions at, at some points, uh, but uh, for the most part, I give this movie four four out of five markouts. outs. Why I didn't give it five is there's a few musical scores, uh, happen, notes to happen in it musical cues that happened in it that I felt like was kind of jarring for me. But other than that, I just really enjoyed the film. I enjoyed uh, seeing uh, Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers, and I never thought I would. Number one film for me. Number one film of the year for me. Numero uno film for me. I'm going to bring it up because I want to talk about it. Uh, number one film for me is a little movie called Jojo Rabbit it's about a young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home directed by Taka Waititi, Uh written by Taka Waititi, Uh who's also an actor as well he, he stars in this movie I believe as Adolph It stars Roman Griffin Davis as Jojo It has Thomason McKenzie as Elsa Scarlett Johansson Rosie Taco Atiti as Adolph Sam Rockwell as Captain Klisendorf Rebel Wilson as Florine Rain Alfie Allen as Finkel uh, Steven Merchant is Dirts, and Archie Yates is Yorkie. Archie Yates was cast recently as the new such Kevin McAllister in the Home Alone reboot. Which, after watching this film, I can't wait to see what he does. And that this movie was such. This movie is, I would consider it a comedy, but also coming of age. Also, it has horror elements in it. It has uh, dark humor in it. Uh, You know, to be able to take content dealing with Nazi Germany and make a compelling story that most most multiple points in this film, I was laughing, not at the horrors of war or anything like that. But just at the characters themselves, and uh, and just such a you know such a great just such a great film. Um, I had had to put this at number one for me because it just it's such a movie. It's the movie that is so good that I will watch over and over again. I I, I don't think that I would ever get tired of seeing this movie. That's how good this film is. That's how good this film is. And I can't say that about many films on this list. Earth Films, yes, has rewatchability. Dives Out has rewatchability maybe a few times. Um, JoJo Rabbit has rewatchability for me. Uh, you know, uh, A Marriage Story has rewatchability, actually. It's hard to watch, but it has rewatchability. Pel- uh, Peanut Butter Falcon has rewatchability for me. Toy Story, Star Wars, Rewatchability, John Wick, Rewatchability, Shazam, Rewatchability, Clouds, Rewatchability, so Endgame, Rewatchability, you know, Ready or Not, Rewatchability, so there's some movies on here that has that. This movie has infinite Rewatchability for me. This movie is a movie that I would watch, I would own, and just... Then we'll share it with other people to see. It's such a great film. It looks great. The acting's great. The music is great. The premise is weird, but great. The ending is great. I loved this movie. This is, to me, the best movie of the year. The best movie of 2019 is Jojo Rabbit. I stand behind this movie as the best movie that I saw this year. Granted, I didn't get to see The Farewell. I didn't get to see Parasite, which I heard that those were excellent films. I wish I would have saw, I wish I would have saw Ford versus Ferrari. I wish I would have saw Uncut Gems, but I didn't get to see those films. 1917 is not going to be released widely until uh, 2020. So. I didn't get to see those films. But this film, Jojo Rabbit, is the best movie I've seen this year. Hands down, the best movie that I saw this year. And that's why that I choose this as the best movie of my top 30 movies of 2019. Can't wait to hear what Brandon comes up with on his list. Is our list going to be similar? Are they going to be vastly different? Will he mention something I've never seen? Will he influence me to go and watch that movie? Or rent that movie? Or even own that movie? Will I influence him to watch a movie? Or rent a movie? Or own a movie that I've mentioned? Will he then watch that movie and review the movie? We will soon see. But until next time... 2019 has been fun 2019 has also been sad 2019 has been a year that I will never forget but I'm thankful for 2020 and by God and his grace we have an excellent 2020 and I hope that you all have an excellent New Year's and thank you all for listening to this Long podcast. I thank you for listening to us nonetheless and marking out with me. I'm Aaron Whitlow and I am of the Mark Out Movie Podcasters.